Oh, this is nice. It's not too bad. This is nice that uh, we're fully functional. Studio A, Studio B. We didn't have to or lug. Studio Studio J, <laughs> Studio B. Yeah, exactly. I didn't. We didn't have to lug that eight ounce fucking recorder back and forth. <laughs> well, that was just at the end. <laughs> that was just at the end. I mean, for two years, it's been a giant box of yeah booms and mics and stands and cords cords and untangled got out it seems like we always forgot one stupid thing right so, so this, this is good this, this is, is nice. a good step thanks people it's the uh epitome of flagrant luxury <laughs> <laughs> this is broadcast luxury right here i mean it's uh, this was the downfall of rome you know the decadence the absurdity of uh, making life easy of making it too easy. I mean, where you there, could just there, sit back in your toga, drinking wine. There's a fine line. Eating where... grapes from uh, <laughs> from the hand of a lovely maiden. As we drink our that fine terrible. gourmet coffee and our petite palmier. C'est très bien. Yeah, it's, it's not a bad life. No. I'm not going to feel guilty about it either. The Great Dive Podcast is hosted by your buddies, James and Brando. Okay, everybody. Well, hey, once again, it's time for your favorite fin flipping podcast, <laughs> the Great Dive Podcast. You're here with your snorkel swallowing. <laughs> I don't know. If we, I don't know if you've gone too far on this one. You're back with your favorite frog kicking. Scuba swimming hostesses with the mostesses. Narwhalian. <laughs> You're here with your Narwhalian. Yes, we should uh, throw that out. You're to the here folks. with your narcissistical Narwhalian. <laughs> Narcissistic narwhals. That's uh. I think we should throw that out to the people because we've that's only a, discussed it. That's off, gonna be off our new. Uh, that's gonna be our new tiki band. Tiki Hut band narcissistic name. We're the narwhals. narcissistic narwhals. Coming at you live. Thank you for Lauderdale. <laughs> you know, like the narwhal, we're not really understood. We have one big teeth, tooth. We have one big teeth. Hey, uh. It's a tusk. It's a tooth, actually. It's a canine tooth. It's in the males. You didn't know, read. You did not read about the narwhals. After that, it's a tooth. 
It's very sensitive, too. It's got like thousands and thousands of nerves in it. Really? It's not just a big old it's not a ice poker? No. That is I thought a it was t- a big ice pick. No, dude. It's a it's an olive uh it's a giant olive toothpick for your martini. Narwhal, <laughs> Narwhal martini olive martini, martini picks. I love it. Tiffany. Tiffany, get on this. Tiffany's uh she's been slacking lately. Oh no no she has not. She's been working her ass off. Well my like, Tiffany hasn't. <laughs> Tiffany, my uh fictitious Paid. research assistant Unpaid. has been working her ass off getting doing some uh big research on this topic that we're hitting today. Well, that's good. This is a good topic because it's not only scuba related, but it's also an easy crossover into just mankind and society and, and especially in the, you know, we always say, oh, the times we are in right now, but we've been in these times. This goes on constantly. It's just, to some, it's very evident. It, it's very easy to see. To others, uh, you know, all they want is their... They want to be appeased with their, you know, their bread and circuses, which today means their, their iPhones and Facebooks and social media and whatnot, Snapchats and, and yeah, football and whatever. Uh, it's easy. It's always to, something. Yeah, yeah, it's easy to appease the masses because the masses, the typical like the mass IQ isn't very high. It's not. It's not anything that like examines the information that's being fed into their head. They just take it. And as long as they can, you know, stuff something into their gullet and and keep their ner- nervous system entertained, they're pretty happy. They're they're like, hey, whatever. They're like pigs, and they and they can be led to the. Hang on, hang on a minute. I'm gonna post this picture of my coffee on my Instagram <laughs> real quick. Hang on. <laughs> what did you say? <laughs> I was just doing a selfie. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's interesting. Like you. Uh, we sit here like year after year and all these like stupid elections. Yeah. And people really Keyword stupid. Yeah, people yeah. really think that there's a difference between either one uh, of these idiots. No. Uh, you know, government's government regardless of who's in power. And when you look back over all these decades and decades millennia, and decades, millennia, m- yeah, it yeah. it really hasn't changed. No. Either you're in power and you're working to control it. Or you're just some idiot like us who wants to live their life and is getting, getting taken advantage yeah. of by the powers that be. Yeah, you you basically work your ass off to keep them in power. And they they sell you some some sense of security like they're taking care of you. Well, that's always the thing. Is It's almost like the mob, okay? The mob will go around and beat up local people in a new place. And then they'll come in the next day and go, hey, we can protect you from these guys, but you got to pay us. Well, they are those guys, you dumb f***ers. And, that, and that's the thing. It's the same thing with this government. It's the same exact thing. Human beings by nature, I mean, if you've been sold the, the line like, oh, you know, we're just murdering violent creatures. It's, it's a bullshit line. We're not. It's very hard to learn to kill someone or to train people to kill someone. Very hard. The military has been trying for hundreds of years to make it easier for a man to kill another man. And, and they've learned how to compartmentalize a human's mind. But when they take out the humanity of, of your enemy, that's the first step in like, okay, now I can kill him. He's not human. They're the enemy. Sure. And, and, and that's basically what your government is, is a way to uh, sell you safety from 
Well, see, I was just going to segue this into a parking ticket that I got while I was yeah, in California. Well, it, it's, uh, it's <laughs> not that it far. War. It's not that far uh, of a step <laughs> in my mind. <laughs> so when I was out in California, like um, uh, I'm staying at the marina. Oh, you got a parking ticket, eh? Yeah, one night, like uh, like so, I've been parking in the same spot every night, and, yeah. and they say just park right here. You can park right along the road. And uh, it's an easy little walk to the ramp to get down to the boat. I get to, I get up to the shop the next day, yeah. and uh, we're loading up gear. And Andrew like <laughs> pulls a ticket out of the window. I didn't even see it over on the other side, you know, uh, stuffed in the wiper blade. He goes, "Hey, hey, mate, you got a ticket?" <laughs> I'm like, "What? Parking ticket? There's some weird fictitious line somewhere on this area because I parked in the same spot yeah. for five nights. One night I get a ticket. So he goes." Welcome to California. It's just uh, California is fucked up, man. Yeah, they just changed the laws as people as like, needed. It seems. How to, do you, How can you say California is fucked up? It's physically beautiful. It is gorgeous. physically beautiful. Absolutely gorgeous. It's governmentally fucked in the. <laughs> take, take that out. Yeah, yeah. Change it. <laughs> Remember, we said we're gonna not beep, so we're gonna try to not be raunchy. <laughs> and I can't gratuitously raunchy. Say that, yeah, it's it's. Yeah, it's very uh, it's that borderline socialistic uh, mentality, it, and people oh socialism. What's wrong with it? You're an idiot if you don't know what's wrong with socialism. They're all the isms really don't have. They're all all about controlling mass mobs, but socialism is a, a very evident and it's time proven. It's for the corrupt. It's really built for the corrupt to get more corrupt and, and get more power and more money. People well, are like, oh, opinion, but everybody yeah, wins. Yeah. Everybody wins. When everybody wins, nobody wins. Do you get that? You have to have competition. You have to have people at the top and struggling and, and working to gain reward. You can't just give shit to everybody. You can't. Well, you can. Well, you can, but it doesn't work. You can't do <laughs> you it. You can and and promote a a a society that grows healthily, healthily, if that's the right word. Well, no, because you the, then you, uh, you know, I, I get what you're saying because you 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 fall into a world where uh, you know kind of what what started this whole look at this article that we came to, right? You know where it just gets out of control and like you're writing laws that say basically. You know, five hundred dollar fine. Yeah, six months in in jail if you if you put your right booty on before your left booty <laughs> when yeah. you're uh, right. uh, getting suited up in your wetsuit. Right. There. I mean, there there is a fine line, and there are there are times in recent you need a law because there are people that are a stupid and b don't care. Before we before we start another uh, uh, Reddit thread about how we never talk about scuba diving, let's. Um, Let's talk about scuba. Yeah, that was that was about twelve minutes of ranting. Yeah, so I feel good though. I feel all, good yeah, about that. Thank all, you. Clean, <laughs> clean all that up. We don't need James, twelve minutes of that shit. James has to usually hold me back on my rants, but so in the seventies, diving the greatest was time of all mankind for for collared shirts. Yes, and music. I don't know, man. 60s, hey. 70s, it started to go downhill in the 80s. 90s were the complete worst for music. 90s were ho- are just an ugly black mark. I know you need that. You know, yeah, when you're yeah. making a painting, you need to put 
contrast and blacks and nastiness and with the beauty. And that's what the 90s are. <laughs> There's a, life's got to be in balance. True. Well, but we was, haven't come out of well, it. Well, it was out if, of balance if, if in the 70s. People were scuba diving, and guess what? Some of them were making mistakes, and some of them were getting hurt, and some of them even died. died. Dun, dun, dun. They Zayden died. True. It happened. It happened from time to time. Um, sometimes it was probably their own damn fault. Sometimes it, it might have been uh, an, an equipment Isn't it problem. Ultimately, because of, our own damn fault for everything. It, it could have been, you know, a, a lack of some education because of maybe the uh, which is our own damn fault. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it, it could have been a number of reasons. But tell me, uh, there was nobody that was driving a car that you know perished, or nobody that was uh, <laughs> hiking a mountain mountain trail and rock climbing that got uh, in trouble and got injured, or or virtually anything. I mean, you can you can die doing really anything, any activity in the world. You go bowling and you can die. Or you can just you could snort you just can coke be, and you can die. You could just be sitting <laughs> sitting in uh, the 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 burger joint eating a couple of fries and you could you could. Let me tell you a little fairy tale. Can I tell you a fairy tale? Back in 1975, January 1975. Our buddy, who we talked about a couple of weeks ago, Paul Zamoulis, the editor of Skin Diver Magazine, wrote a little fairy tale editorial because he saw something happening in the diving community, something where there was going to be a big change, where the government was trying to come in and regulate scuba. Yeah, they just try to tip their little toe into our business, and then eventually you get a tax on it. Well, basically, fines are taxes, but well, but the, they they would no, out, no, no, outwardly no, no. just fucking tax. No, Get your no, license. No, no, Go no, buy your no, license. No, no, no. Listen, listen, listen. Okay, they were they tried to tip their toe into it, and then they said, "Get out of my bathtub." <laughs> <laughs> so you got you got you got to finish all of yes. that. You, you, wow, very good point there, James. Right. Get the fuck out of my you have bathtub. A perm- you have a permit to be in my bathtub, sir? Mm-hmm. Once upon a time, there was a beautiful country called America. It had great forests, inspiring coastlines, and it was surrounded by fertile seas filled with a fantastic variety of marine life. The people there were very happy because they were free. They could attend the church of their choice conduct business freely, speak out their thoughts and opinions, and enjoy the very special privilege of unregimented recreation. That sounds wonderful, (laughs) Uncle Jamesy. Is there princesses? Many of the people chose scuba diving as their favorite kind of recreation. It provided a wonderful opportunity to get away from crowded streets, congested traffic, and a hodgepodge of rules. Underwater, there were no signs that said, keep off the grass, one-way street, no parking, no smoking, no talking, no stopping, and so on. Underwater, there was total freedom, just like America in the beginning. Diddly. 
<laughs> and then there's the turn, right? And then it changed. And then it changes. Then a man came along. Then, children, a very sad thing happened. A few people drowned while diving. Some of them were just beginners. Everybody thought it was unfortunate, but then it was expected. Scuba diving had become so popular and was growing so fast that there were bound to be accidents. After all, we're all human and all vulnerable to error. That's why they put erasers on pencils, isn't it? Do they even have pencils on erasers anymore? Pencils on erasers. That's, that's uh, why they put do, pencils on erasers. Do they uh, even use pencils anymore, the kids? Do the kids nowadays use pencils? Or do they just mm. tap it away on their little... No, they're using, pe- they're, they're using pencils. They use pencils. At least my kids do. Mechanical pencils. They're we're we're in the age of decadence. The machines are taking over. <laughs> there weren't really an awful lot of accidents. In fact, the safety record for scuba diving was very good, considering the rapid growth of the sport. But the newspapers and government officials thought differently. They thought it was terrible that anyone should die from scuba diving. The newspapers printed front page stories about how terrible it was that such accidents should happen. Well, first of all, it's very sensationalized. I mean, I want you to look at like, okay, somebody gets hurt playing tennis or skiing or whatever. Doesn't usually make the newspapers. Scuba diving injury or fatality, that's in the papers. It's exciting. It's going to, yeah, it's exciting. But the reality of it is when you look at how many people participate, we don't have nearly the numbers that say tennis, bowling, Right. Uh, Skiing, have, golf. We don't have nearly those numbers, number one. Doing it on a daily basis, per se. Yeah, for sure. So when you do when you do get an injury or a fatality, it's rare. So I think that's the reason it gets put in the newspapers and gets sensationalized or gets put in the news because it's it sells. It's, sure, it especially sells. back back in these days when, when right. it was really getting going and really growing. Exactly. Right. And it's a, this hot new craze so to say and and at the time it was in a way even like doing a 40 foot dive was right. almost an extreme sport right exactly it wasn't that common to have scuba diving in anywhere it was unusual yeah somebody jumps out of a plane today in one of those squirrel suits and collides with a a, a rock wall front page it's going to be all over every every uh, internet news site as quickly as it happens they're not even going to have the 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 body cleaned up yet, and that thing's going to be on every website. But, right? I mean, but because the, that's a, those accidents are happening. Right. I'm not really hearing about them, though. We need a law that says the government needs to come in and inspect everybody's squirrel suit prior to. We need a TSA of squirrel suit inspections before anybody well, you jumps need out a, of a plane. a certificate of your suit has to be certified by our government agency. Accidents shouldn't happen while diving. Maybe they felt accidents should only happen while driving a car or riding in a boat or working at a factory or working at home. Actually, nobody could really understand why the government officials were so upset, except they the weren't. newspapers had made a big issue out of it. Say they weren't that upset. They are appeasing the people. The people are like... Oh my gosh! You know they're appalled. They're uh, in disbelief. Well, it, it, it they're being manipulated. It blow, well, it blows me away the people who are just so quick to just beg for the government's help. Well, I'll, I'll give up. I'll give up all my rights and freedoms if you just come in and help us. Right. It should be regulated. 
well, because there are people that have this need for security. Right. And that's what they want. Is that, that they think that they're going to get security. So they're willing to give up their own freedom, freedom yeah. for, the, for the illusion that they're going to keep us safe. That's exactly right. And that's, it's not just with scuba. It's with everything. Right. Government officials did exactly what all good government officials always do. They passed some laws. They didn't know very much about diving or how it worked, but they figured laws are good for everybody. So why not have laws for divers? There's the first fallacy right there. There's not even the first fallacy, another fallacy. Laws are not good for everybody. They are not good. It says right here, this law is good for everybody. Of course, many of the divers protested, but their protests were ignored. Laws were needed whether the divers liked it or not. The government officials felt they had to save the divers from destroying themselves. This accident business had to be stopped. If we want to destroy ourselves, that's our fucking business. You mean that's a freedom? It should be. You mean in the land of the free, you should be free to make a dumb Well, you can see error. It's not a big stretch, at least in my mind, where in the future you're going to have protests in which Thousands of people just line up in front of a government office and kill themselves just to say, it's my fucking life if I want to end it. In the same sense as this, if I want to participate in an activity that's quote-unquote risky or dangerous, it's my fucking business. As long as I'm not taking you people out. Right. And, and some would argue you can't do anything in a vacuum. You know, nothing happens in a vacuum. Your ac- actions affect everyone. And there is some validity to that argument, but where well, you do you know, draw the line? We had this uh, discussion when we were, we were talking to old Brett Gilliam there, back when we right. were doing the right. deep air one. And, yeah. and one of the things that got him doing that that deep dive where he broke that record was, you know, his buddy Gary, Gary Gentile was tied up in legislation with the government because he wanted to go dive that wreck of the monitor. Right. Right. And they're like, "It's over two hundred feet. You're not allowed to do that. It, <laughs> it's illegal." We. we and he's like, well, I can do that easily. I've, I've done more of that. Well, we're going to make it illegal. Boom, they throw a law. Illegal to die. And then yeah. so that, that's where Brett was like, I can do way beyond that. Yeah. And that's what kind of got that whole thing started. Same very thing. Some of the divers thought it might be a good idea to have laws. They felt diving should be perfect and there should be no accidents. Yes, these same divers admitted they were not perfect, nor had they ever met anyone who was. Maybe the perfect diver didn't exist. At any rate, he does. these divers, I've seen uh, I can see him. I've I'm seen looking him before. At him. I'm looking, at him. <laughs> I'm looking at him. At any rate, these divers thought the governmental officials were very wise and fair and that they would pass good laws for diving. They agreed to help the government <laughs> officials design the laws. They're, these are wise and fair government officials. That is a fucking oxymoron there's no such thing not in this day and age there may have been at one time in life but we do not have wise and fair government officials no and it seems to me like the 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 ones that are gonna that realize hey we're gonna help you design them they just realize that they got (laughs) they got a chance to get a piece of the pie here let me help that's like the fox going into the hen house here you guys want some decorating oh i need to i need to come in and take a look i can get a badge (laughs) Get a badge and a gun. Oh, my God. This started a great argument among the divers. Some were against the laws, and some were for them. 
the fighting grew worse and many divers became bitter enemies. And more pe- more people were killed in the fighting than had ever been killed in a scuba accident <laughs> right. ever. This is, a, you, right, right. this is the fairy tale. This children. is the scuba wars children, of the 70s. Children, settle down, children. The we, um, World War scuba of <laughs> the 70s. Meanwhile, the newspapers had a wonderful time reporting the fight. It helped sell a lot of copies of newspapers. The newspapers kept the fight going by quoting people from both sides, which made everyone more furious. Things got so mixed up that it was hard to tell who was right and who was wrong. Nobody could agree on anything. Of course not. Do I? Ha- I mean, you have debates. And all, all that does is just confuses the hell out it of does. everybody. It, it's, it's all uh, just a bunch of lip service to make people think that they're actually <laughs> the money that they're throwing into taxes is, is being used somewhere. for something yeah. when the v- reality of it is before the argument even was brought up the validity of having an argument should have been examined in other words is this really a problem how many people are dying do we have bigger fish to fry before we attack scuba divers thank you in the end it was the government officials who made the laws exactly the way they wanted them. The laws were bad. The laws were too complicated, too restrictive, too costly, too discouraging. The divers would have to go back and take more lessons, and it would cost them more money. The prices of equipment, instruction, dive trips, and air fills started to go up because there were now government restrictions. Everything cost more and more. Those confounded signs began appearing all around the diver's world. No drinking, no smoking, no diving without a government card, no air fill without a government card, and a whole lot more. Now there were underwater policemen, government inspectors, and a whole lot more. Pretty soon, people stopped diving. So, well, of course they're going to stop right, they diving. They start bringing all these... Uh, Military officials coming in to police the beaches as uh, you want to get in the water. Wait, you don't you don't have uh, you don't have reflective tape on your fins. Here's your here's your fine, sir. Pretty soon, people stopped diving. It wasn't fun anymore. Diving was too expensive. There were too many rules, too much red tape. There were less and less people on dive boats. Pretty soon, the dive boats started to go out of business. They couldn't make a living anymore because there were too few customers and too many regulations about too many aspects of our once-free sport. With the dive boats gone, even less people went diving. And pretty soon, the dive shops went out of business because there was no one left to buy equipment. The manufacturers made less and less equipment and had to charge more and more money for it. In the end, there were no diving accidents because there was no diving. (laughs) Nice. Well done. Successful government program, right? (laughs) Exactly. And the thing is, they'd report, our new laws (laughs) have have completely completely eradicated all diving accidents. accidents. Front page. P.S. And a little asterisk next to it. We've also completely erased all divers. There are no d- divers anymore. The government officials felt very proud of themselves. They had stopped all those accidents. The question is, is this story fact or fiction? 
take a look around you. We'll let you decide. Nice well, story, Paul. Well, uh, there that's you not go. the end, is it? Well, there you go, children. <laughs> okay, now run along and play. <laughs> but don't scuba dive. Show me your government-issued playing <laughs> yes. cards. Do you do you have your license to be using those Legos? Have you gone through your Lego certification safety class? They should, because any parent out there knows that those fucking Legos. On the are you wear Are you wearing your government-required steel-toed Lego shoes? <laughs> that would be required steel by sold, the parents. Steel-soled yeah. Lego shoes. So that was in January. He did that. He wrote that little editorial. Kind of silly, kind of funny. But what was on the horizon was just that. In the works, ready to be passed, was Los Angeles County Ordinance Number 11025, which was going to basically bring into reality this fairy tale that Old Zamulus was writing about. This Orwellian nightmare. Right, yeah, exactly. And in February, he wrote another editorial called Panic Legislation. As part of his safety training, every diver is taught the primary rule of survival. Don't panic. Divers are taught that fear can be the greatest enemy and that panic is the worst possible form of fear. It can create chaos and confusion. It can rob a person of sound judgment. It can drive a person to irrational, insane decisions, resulting in disaster. Divers are trained to fight panic. They're taught to remain calm and cool-headed, no matter how bad things might appear. They're cautioned about making snap decisions. Size up the situation carefully. Think things out. Above all, divers are taught that knowledge and cool thinking are the most effective weapons against panic. Sounds like your class. It's a pity that our government officials don't receive similar training for panic. Panic control doesn't allow them to make law. For panic is the only word which accurately describes the recent actions of the Los Angeles County Board of Supervisors. This small but powerful group of county government administrators were virtually stampeded into creating a long list of restrictive diving laws, all because of a few sensational and somewhat distorted newspaper stories. This issue of Skin Diver carries a feature article by Bill Barda on how such an incredible event could happen. Caught totally off guard and politically embarrassed, several key supervisors cried emergency and immediately (laughs) invoked the power of dictatorial rule. Without mincing words, the supervisors told the Los Angeles diving community it was going to have diving regulations whether it liked it or not. You will like these regulations or we will have ways of making you like them. All protests were ignored or overruled. Many of the diving industry spokesmen were not even given the opportunity to present their case. Totally insane regulations were proposed and unrealistic deadlines for revision were doled out like jail sentences. It was a mockery of justice and democratic government. Oh, Paulie's pissed. Paulie's getting pissed. Paulie's pissed. Well, good. He should be. Actually, any any scuba diver with a critical thinking cell in their fucking brain 
would be pissed. Like I say, it all goes back to education. But most people are right, like, Could idiotic. you imagine at this point, like, you, uh, you've you been diving for easily, I mean, I mean, people could have been diving for 20 years at this point, right? Oh, or more. Yeah, right. Instructor, you've got your own dive shop, your own dive boat, you've got a wonderful business because you uh you you teach a good program you put out quality people and all of a sudden you yourself have to go take a government class and, yeah, and to fuck be you <laughs> for you're going to be taking a class from people that know nothing that, that just got certified last week and became T- tsa yeah. investigators yeah. right just the th- the thought of it the whole idea of it is in my mind it's so like preposterous just on its face it's just so backwards ass and so going against the founding, you know, if you want to go back yeah. to the founding father's ideas of how this country was going to be, how it's going to function and and be different from what has been going on since the dark ages. You're going, what the fuck? We're going backwards. We are going fucking backwards. Sir, step into the <laughs> SSA line, the, the scuba security authority line. Show me your credentials. <laughs> Show now. me your snorkeling credentials, sir. <laughs> Where is your snorkel? You will have your snorkel. You will have it with you at all times. You will have a snorkel. The results are exactly what you might have expected. A long list, 18 typewritten pages of clumsy, unfair, unmanageable diving regulations have been made into law under the laughable guise of improved diving safety. It is the product of panic. Not since prohibition have we seen such an ill-conceived plan born out of ignorant, irrational thinking. With this law, ordinance number 11025, all divers in Los Angeles County are required to go through a complicated procedure of testing and open water checkout in order to be recertified by the county. Former training doesn't count. Divers are not permitted to drink a beer or even a sip of wine six hours prior to diving. They must carry their new certification plus personal identification on every dive and be able to present it upon demand by a peace officer. The regulations go on and on and on covering everything from the design of dive gear to the licensing of dive boats and dive shops. The penalty for noncompliance is a $500 fine or six months in jail or both. Next month, Skin Diver will print the ordinance in its entirety. Bam, you, you thought this was just in fairy tales. It really happened. In our country. Well, that's kind of like where he was going in the fairy tale. Is like, this is America. We're supposed to be the land of the free and people, uh, you know, living their lives and, and making decisions for themselves. I understand where you already have a government that's a highly governmentally run entity. It makes sense. But it's supposed to be over here, the land of the free. We're not supposed to have this. Exactly. This is this goes against everything we were founded on. The actions of the county supervisors are being condemned by every diving organization involved in scuba instruction and certification. Nick Eichhorn, national director of PADI, has branded the law an unnecessary evil. He finds it inconceivable that a fairly safe sport can be so easily legislated on erroneous information. Larry Cushman, newly elected president of NAWI, states that 
this type of legislation will not make the sport safer. It will merely impose an inconvenience and a financial burden on those who do dive. He brands the law a product of irresponsible journalism, and he has urged every Nawi instructor to oppose this kind of ordinance. Ken Brock, director of the National YMCA Scuba Program, has labeled the ordinance as a scary example of government takeover. And he wonders which sport will be next, swimming, football. Right, let me look at how many injuries uh, occur every year just in you know, high school football. Oh, my God. You know, let, yeah. let alone everything else. It's stupidly insane. They're looking in 2013, high school football, number of injuries, 420,581. Just in high school football. Right. Just in high school football. Sir, can I see a nationally accredited government tackling card? Scuba diving for the same year, 1,437. We need a law. We need a law for football. We need a law to get your uh, injury numbers up. And actually, when you look at scuba diving, it was the lowest uh, on all of these these activities. It was the lowest amount of injuries. The, everything was higher than it. Ice skating, boxing, of course, bowling, 16,982 for bowling. We had 1,437. The only thing that came close to us, 1,449 horseshoe pitching. <laughs> Okay. Wait, wait. How even many, billiards, but, but even how many, pool. How many of those horseshoe pitchers were sober, though? <laughs> exactly. True. True. Billiards versus what would you say? Versus billiards? how many were totally shit faced? True. <laughs> because have, have you ever thrown a horseshoe sober? No. You, you got to be. You? A, you got to be at least six it's, beers in before yeah. you even pick up a horseshoe. Yes, exactly. I mean, why would you? It's uh, it's like darts almost. <laughs> Uh, I don't see darts on here, which you would think darts, you that's know, because have it's booze. That's got to have a fatality with sharp, pointy report with long wings list. on them. But pool, pool, billiards. Yeah. Billiards, I look at that. Is, it, like, in the, is it in how? the tens of thousands? No, no, it's 3,600. 3,600. Okay. actually right. 3,700. It, it's insane. John Gaffney, executive director of NASDS is also enraged and accuses the Los Angeles County government of shoving this legislation down everyone's throat, he says. The story behind this political maneuver reads like the great train robbery. Paul Norton, president of the Greater Los Angeles Council of Divers, estimates the cost of recertification will be between $50 and $100 per diver and also predicts an increase in the cost of air refills because of the air purity regulations and bookkeeping involved. Not one person in diving has a good word to say about this preposterous list of strangling regulations. Only the non-diving politicians and government administrators are satisfied with it. Interesting. I don't know anything about diving. But, but these diving laws sound perfect. <laughs> that right there is the epitome of the bureaucratic government that we are in right now. Right. Yeah, yeah. Um, we're going to set up a whole new branch of government, the Scuba Safety Administration. Uh, so we need to hire a bunch of people. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. No experience necessary. Just come in because we need people to be inspectors. You can become a government employee. We'll give you a badge. L let's say... If you took a, a poll of the idea or when I say government employee, what pops in your mind as far as an image? Is it this 
eager, bright, critically thinking, happy to serve person? Or is it a person sitting at their desk, fiddling with fucking papers all day, hating their job, collecting a paycheck? It's just like when, uh, you know, all they created all these new jobs with, with TSA. Well, <laughs> meanwhile... The heavy wheels of government grind on like the steamroller of doom. The County Board of Supervisors has dealt the sport a crippling blow. In industry spokesman estimate, more than $1 million has been lost in the Los Angeles area in equipment sale losses. Canceled instruction classes, decreased dive boat business, Public confidence has been badly shaken because of the political slideshow over passage of this ordinance. Some businesses have been so badly hit that there are rumors of several shops and dive boats going bankrupt. And this is only the beginning. Many certified divers in the Los Angeles area claim they would rather give up diving in Los Angeles County than go through all the red tape and hassle for recertification. I mean, even like uh, some of the hassle that you have to go through on some at, at some diving. Yeah, to sign the papers <laughs> when we go to a quarry. Listen, it, it's it almost, really it's all it's like oh my god, what, what a pain in the ass. Yeah, going fifty thousand little spots of putting your initials in it, really. Unnecessary compared to bureaucratic a, bullshit. Compared to when you can uh, just put one put signature, the, the date, the and yeah. here's my twenty bucks. Yeah, they feel it is unfair, humiliating, and costly in both time and money. With fewer active divers, there will be less services at higher prices. But the battle isn't over yet. The public never believed such a law against diving would really be passed. But guess what? It would. Yeah. Now it has. A tremendous backlash is beginning to build. Cries for the immediate repeal of Ordinance Number 11025 are growing into a chorus of resentment, loud enough to be heard throughout the nation. Not only is the ordinance discriminatory and unfair, but it may very well be unconstitutional. Whether it ends up in court or is rescinded by the supervisors themselves, you can be sure there's more to come on this unpopular piece of ill-constructed legislation the panic of a few shall not become the burden of us all old paul zamoulis writes good writing paul somebody with the that's a, that's a, an, an editorial ounce, man yeah. that's uh that's when somebody would, could write an editorial well he obviously he has a, an, a modicum of intelligence and, and critical thought you just can't have the knee-jerk reaction of my safety, please. Oh, my safety is being compromised. Please restrict my freedoms. That is a knee-jerk response that politicians count on. They count on it. So it, it reminds me of something uh, Rahm Emanuel. If you don't know who Rahm Emanuel is, he's the outgoing mayor of Chicago right now, but he was on the Obama administration. He's a, I'm not a big fan of his politics, needless to say. And uh, he said, don't let a good crisis go to waste. In other words, a politician should use that to their advantage to basically write laws. You, you get the people screaming at you, screaming for your help to give up their freedom for to make a make a law to make it safer. And that's that's the fallacy right there. Yeah, like all you're, all you're doing is, is you're just giving more power to those. You're in handing charge. it over. You're asking them to enslave you. This is just a little microcosm story. Who of would have the big picture? And who would have known a couple of scuba dudes <laughs> <laughs> back in 75 just wanted to go blow some 
bubbles look at a shipwreck uh we're gonna start such a, a huge battle and yeah. this is a this is a cool story so so next week we're gonna get into that story by bob barda where he goes through this law and we'll get into the actual law itself because because they printed like full page yeah you know printed this whole entire law like right out of uh you know, right out of the uh, actual ordinance from L.A. County. Um, they right out a, of their SS manual? Yeah, right. Article <laughs> 1, Article 2, Article 3. I mean, it's it's like the full thing, like uh, cylinders, exhalation resistance on regulators, flotation equipment. Um, it's almost I as like, if they like had it sitting there waiting, ready to rock and roll oh, it's, it's unbelievable. when the right number of incidents happened. Yeah, yeah. Makes you wonder. And that's just a small, you got to look at the big picture like, this is just scuba diving. Well, it's a good thing I brought my bandolero belt of spare errors. (laughs) Exactly. Because this is going to be a long dive. Because that was mandated back in the day. (laughs) You must, you will have the bandolier of spare errors. My, uh, My German Nazi accent is... I should have known that this was going to come out today when we started talking about this. Yeah. Well, people, stick around. Practice your breath holds because uh, we'll be back at you next week when we get into this crazy law that was enacted against divers in Southern California. I'm switching to my uh, my second stage bottle. You're going to need it. Yes, because this is a, a long one. This is a long one. All right, folks. Until right. next week. Safe diving. Ciao.